Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, laugh, and uplevel your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, we'll talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hi, Tali. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat to you today. I feel like I've been following you on social media for a little while now. And it was so funny, like when we first, um, I didn't even say this to you, but when we first got on Zoom, I was like, oh, I feel like we've known each other for so long, but it's just because I like I follow you. And so it's already like, I feel like I know you, which is so cool. It's funny like that when you follow people on social media for so long, or even just for a little bit and you start to see their stories and their posts and all that. And you're like, oh, we're good friends. And then you see them out and you jump on a Zoom call and it's like, you've known each other for ages so yeah definitely yeah yeah, I love that um but for anyone who is listening right now do you want to give I guess just a little bit of background into who you are what's your kind of story and like what's kind of got you to the point that you are now a mindset and soul discovery coach how did you get there yeah definitely so I started my personal development journey probably almost close to three years ago now And it was kind of at a point where everyone in my age group was, you know, they were going out clubbing, they were going drinking and they were doing all of those things. And it just, it wasn't for me. So I decided to put $2,000 on a coach um, and completely do something out of my comfort zone. And she just completely transformed my life, like nothing else. And when that started to happen, I knew within myself I want as many women to feel the way that I feel right now. I feel like at the time coaching wasn't a big thing because it was still about three years ago and it's only really started to grow within the last six months. I feel like it's really started to boom, Um, but I had a lot of limiting beliefs and I can call them out as that now. But at the time I was like, oh, coaching is just not within my reach. It's not something that's meant for me. Like I'm going to do my nine to five. That's what's, you know, within my life path. And it wasn't really until this year where I just had this huge awakening. I had a whole spiritual awakening and I was like, fuck that. (laughs) Like, I don't want to live like that. I want to, you know, fulfill my life's purpose because I've been called to this for so long. It's what my intuition was telling me. Um, So that's how I am here. So mindset and soul discovery coach. So it's essentially my mission to help guide as many women as possible to a life that they desire and dream for themselves and not something that somebody else has put onto them or made them feel like that they need to do. I feel like as women, that's we get put into a lot of roles. Um, and when we want to jump out of that, it's a little bit scary. Yeah, I just want to help, you know, as many women as possible step into their power and really just know their worth. I know that they're completely enough as they are. Um, so there's a lot of empowerment within what I do and getting women to feel confident and comfortable with their own skin and owning every single part of them, the mess, the beauty, all of it. So yeah, a little bit about me. Can I just say how refreshing it is to hear that? And I think that it's so incredibly needed because exactly as you said, like women just being put in so many roles and sometimes we're consciously aware of those roles, but we just feel like, oh, like I I feel like I can't break free from this and I have to follow along. And sometimes it is so ingrained in us since birth that we're not even aware that the path we're following 
isn't it's our own. It's societal conditioning and I feel like and it's it's that ancestral conditioning that's brought down to us from our parents, you know, our our mums, our grandmas and all that. They've been put into that box and especially back, I don't even know how many years ago, even just like 40 years ago, that was the thing, you know, you were put in this box and you were, it, it's the stereotypes. You stayed at home, you're a stay-at-home mum, you cooked, you did the cleaning, you looked after the kids. And that's all our parents knew. That's all our grandparents knew. So it's just going to get passed down to us, which is why I love the the era that we're in at the minute because we have so much power to be able to break that and to just be like, I don't want to do that. Like, why would I live stuck in the past, stuck in those ways when there are so many opportunities and possibilities for us as women now? So yeah, definitely. It's, it's all about conditioning, I feel. Um, I love that. With where you were at, because I feel like that's such a pivotal moment in your life to be like, hey, all my friends are doing this thing. And there's this, this feeling within me that this isn't my path. Um, and to drop, which for you three years ago, you would have been quite young, right? I was, yeah, 18. Yeah, which yeah. that that's huge. Like that Fresh is out of just a year out of school. Yeah, that is so massive. So with where you are, and I can imagine how like nerve wracking that would have been before doing it. Do do you feel like that was because you were kind of below the baseline in terms of you were really really struggling and you need to be, um, I guess, brought back to the baseline, or do you feel like you were already at the baseline but you were looking for something to take you above and beyond? I think I was definitely below the baseline. I was very pessimistic and I was constantly searching for the negatives. I I really felt like life wasn't happening for me, that it was happening to me. And I felt like every single person was against me. I went through bullying all throughout primary school and high school. So I feel like that and by teachers and a lot of um, adult figures that were supposed to look out for me didn't. Um, not my own family, just like teachers and all that sort of area. And I think because of that, I grew this belief that I couldn't trust people and that people constantly were against me and that no one was ever working in my favor. And I was stuck in those ways for a really long time. And I just sort of noticed that when I did leave school, I was like, I'm literally out into the real world now. I can't, you know, I don't have those support systems that I'm literally out on my own. And it freaked me out so much. And I just knew, well, what can I do to kind of better myself here? And that's when I saw my coach and I started seeing her and all of my friends thought I was the biggest weirdo ever. <laughs> they were like, what are you doing? Like, what's a coach? Why, you know, what's personal development? Because nobody teaches you this stuff in school. That's a whole other thing. My opinion on what we get taught in school is a whole other thing. But it's, yeah, everyone was going out and doing all these different things. And I, it was quite lonely almost as well. I feel like when you're jumping into a personal development journey, it can be quite lonely, especially if the people around you aren't, you know, doing a similar thing. Um, yeah, so I was definitely living below the line in that sense where it was excuses, it was the blame game, it was life's happening to me, not for me. And I just knew that I didn't want to live that way anymore. And that if I'm going into the real world, I want to start it off on the right foot. I want to start it off on a positive note, I don't want to get to like 40 and only just be investing in myself then when I could have been living the life that I wanted from such an early age. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really 
empowering answer and a really important answer and the reason for that is that so many people can sometimes look at someone like you with where you're at now and it just like can really create this like huge disassociation between you and themselves in terms of oh well I'm just not positive like that and I can't ever be like that and to hear that you actually had to invest to work through your own bullshit um and it can be so hard and it's funny because once you're on the other side of healing investing in yourself it's never stops being scary but it's just like oh this is scary but I'm gonna do this anyway I think like when you are in a position it's it can be it's never stops being scary but you kind of are just like it's scary I'm gonna do it anyway I know that I need to do this investment but when you're in that pessimistic mindset or when you're in a period of self-doubt or you're always looking for the negatives or you are always assuming you're gonna fail before you've even tried and things like that to get on a call with a co- with a potential coach and know, hey, I really need to do this. What would like your advice be for someone who's sitting there and their gut and their intuition is like, I know I need to do this, but all of that noise of you're going to fail, this investment's too big, um, you know, all of those scary thoughts that are flooding into their head. How would you, you know, what would be the advice that you would give someone to kind of like cloud out that noise and follow their intuition in something like that? I think, and look, my response to this is going to be the most simplest thing, but you've just got to do it. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, that's not what I want to hear. But the thing with confidence and building up that confidence to actually get out of your comfort zone, confidence isn't something that you are. You're not, you're not confident. You have confidence. It's a skill and a capability that has to be learned over time. And the only way that you can do that is by actually biting the bullet and doing it. And I know <laughs> that's probably not the response a lot of people want to hear because they're like, well, how do I actually get out of my comfort zone in the first place? You've simply just got to do it. The more you think about something, and this is where learning to recognize your intuition is so amazing, is the second that feeling comes up, just do it impulsively. And that's been a big thing that I was shameful when I was younger was I was so impulsive, but now it's actually my strongest point because I know that when I'm impulsive, that it's coming from the right place. I definitely think though, other than that is to get really clear on what it is that you want, what it is that you're not currently happy with and where you would like to be and visualize it. So visualize who you want to be, visualize how you want to feel and just get clear on what you want. And once you're really clear on the type of person that you want to be in the type of life that you want to have for yourself, it makes that leap of faith a little less scary because you're confident in where you're going to be. And you're like a life without that, a life without my dreams and my aspirations for myself isn't a life that I want to live. And you kind of just have to kick yourself into action and just take that first leap. And the time that you take that first leap, every step after that will become a little bit easier and a little bit easier. All the people in the world that we look at and we're like, wow, they're so confident. They didn't just wake up and have that. It is a lot of hard work. And and I still look at people now and I'm like, wow, they're so confident, but they didn't just, nobody <laughs> just gave them a present and they untied the bow and there was confidence sitting in that box. Like it just takes time and effort at. And I think that's where having self-awareness is the biggest thing. Um, which is what you learn all about with coaching is having that self-awareness to know that it's okay to take that leap of faith and that it is safe and that whatever your intuition and gut feelings telling you is that it's working for your higher self and that you're heading in the right direction. Mm, which it's so funny because so much of the fear that would hold someone back from, from investing would come back to the conditioning of 
we don't, you don't do that. You don't spend money on things like that. You save and you do X, Y, Z. And it's so funny. So if you want to break that pattern of conditioning, you have to start by breaking the pattern of conditioning, which is like, I, I love that answer. I want to come back to something you said earlier when you were telling us a little bit about your journey and you mentioned about how some of your friends were like, what are you doing? What is this? What is this thing? Um, and thank God now I feel like you're so right. Coaching is kind of starting to pick up in, in popularity and more people are becoming aware of it, um, which is really cool. But I would love to know your tips on, and this is something I see with clients all of the time who just flourish and grow to a whole nother level and their personality, their mindset, their desires, their interests, their self-confidence and everything just flourishes. And what happens is they start feeling a little bit of disconnect with people in their life that they had around them. And that could be anything from family right through to friendships and stuff like that. What is your advice on knowing whether those friendships or, um, you know, family members, how do you know whether it's something that you need to keep working on nurturing um, and just shifting your perception when you're starting to feel that resistance or, or knowing that it's maybe time to let go? It's really important to know as well that you can keep relationships with others if you are on different wavelengths and different paths as long as they support you. And on that whole different paths, we are on different paths, we're on different journeys. And just because you're going through this amazing transformational um, period within your life doesn't mean that they're not going to have that. It just means that it's not there for them at the minute. And that's okay as long as they're still supporting your growth and as long as they're still lifting you up. And I've had this conversation with a few women now as well, where they're like, oh, you know, I feel like they're living below the line and I'm starting to live above the line. And I, I don't know, can I still be friends with these people? And you can, as long as they're healthy relationships still, and as long as they're supporting you. When to let go is if you feel like they're dragging you down and they're keeping you stuck where you are. And they're putting you down and they're kind of, I guess, just they spread a lot of negativity through, and this was a big thing for me, through gossiping and bitching and putting other people down. Because when you are going through this massive level up in life, you're kind of leaving all of that crap behind. So letting go when that starts to come up a lot and when they're not supporting you and when, you know, when you feel like you're taking one step forward, but the people around you are giving you that two steps back and you just feel like your growth is so much slower. But yeah, biggest piece is you don't have to cut people out. And I know when you feel like you do need to remove people from your life or friends or family members a little bit more difficult, it doesn't have to be big all at once. You don't have to just contact done, block on everything because that's really uncomfortable and it's overwhelming. You could just start to message them less or not message them at all. And then they'll start to message you or only hang out with them in group settings. And when you do see these people that maybe you're not in alignment with anymore, create some sort of, um, this is a bit woo-woo, but energetic um, protection or barrier for yourself. Yep, yep. <laughs> I know that's a yep. No, I love it. I love it. I've, I've, yeah. heard, I've heard of those, the old solar plexus and stuff like that. Yep. So just almost, and anyone can do it, just really closing your eyes and envisioning this barrier or this um, this almost jar around you that's any anything negative that's coming to you is bouncing off it and you can visualize it. The power of the mind is fucking fantastic. <laughs> 
thing with the mind is it doesn't actually know what's real and what's not. It doesn't know if you're pretending or actually doing something. So if you pretend to have this barrier over your energy, it will believe that there's an energy, um, a barrier over your energy, sorry. And that's probably the most important thing if there are, especially with family members, if you feel like you can't really remove them from your life, that's a huge thing. Creating safety for yourself and creating that protection when you are with them is super important. I hope that sort of answered that. Yeah, of course. And I think I think if people are being real with themselves, their intuition at the end of the day kind of knows as well. And you know the difference between a friend that's like, why are you doing that? That's silly. And you feel the tone and it's like, oh, this is why. And you're like, oh, I don't get it. It's kind of like they're, they just are going to keep misunderstanding you with intention versus someone who's like, why are you doing that? And then you say, and you're like, interesting and it's like they might not come along the journey with you but they're really really open to what you're doing um and you can feel that energy between people who even if they don't say it whether they're supporting you or whether they're not um and i think that energy where you're not feeling supported by people as you grow can really hold you small because it comes back to that uh, very common people-pleasing, um, fear of being seen, <laughs> fear of judgment, um, all of that kind of stuff, which I just think when someone's trying to heal all of that, to keep having that wound reopen can just really, really hold you back. Yeah. On the topic of like intuition, one of the things that I think can be really hard is knowing the difference between ego versus intuition and, and with both good and bad things and good things can be like, sometimes you can think your intuition's leading you because you get this opportunity that's all sparkly on paper. It sounds really good. And you're like, yes, like, oh my God, yay. But deep down, if you listen to your intuition, even though it looks good, it doesn't feel good versus bad things where it's like, could be like something like investing in coaching, investing in a coach and being like on that call and you're stuck with nerves and fear and things like that. How do you know whether your ego is stopping you with fear or whether your intuition is like, yes, no. How would you go about that? So I think firstly, the biggest thing is to actually know the difference between ego and intuition especially nowadays, it's, again, it's back to conditioning, but we've been conditioned to believe that our intuition is is unstable and that it's not this, um, I guess, reputable source to be making all of our decisions based off of, which is just simply not the case and that we're told think with your head with everything, which is your ego as well. So the biggest thing with ego is that it's almost this bold rambling in your head. Um, and it's look, its main job is to protect you, but because it's so largely influenced by the world in which we live, you know, our past experiences, our hurts, um, our ancestral trauma that's passed down to all of us um, and our fears, it it ends up feeding into our ego until it's just a little bit too powerful. Um, and when, you know, you have so many of your thoughts that are controlled by your ego, it's actually not serving to set you on the right path and it's working to hold you back. The ego is afraid and it tries to keep you safe by shutting down anything you're different and it spins those, you know, those what ifs. Um, but the negative what ifs, there are positives, um, but the negative what ifs, like what if I fail? What if these people don't like me when I make them? And that's the biggest piece with ego. And then your intuition is completely the opposite. So again, this is a little bit woo-woo, but your intuition originates from your soul. And your soul is, you know, it's that energetic part of yourself that is I guess temporally residing in your body it's that whole you know we're spiritual beings within a human um, body and 
it's always connected to your higher self. And it is quiet. It, I describe it as this almost gentle humming. Um, and you'll feel it a lot of the time in your stomach, which is hence the term go with your gut. And with intuition, you just know something. It, it doesn't really need to make sense. Um, and there's usually no real logical explanation to it. It's just kind of this confidence that you feel that is backed by wisdom and it's supported by the universe. So I think some of the main ways that you can tell that your ego is in control is fear. So your inner voice in a dialogue is speaking in a fearful and anxious way because intuition doesn't come from a place of fear. It's always coming from a place of love and warmth. When you're feeling fearful, of, and there's a difference between fear and um, being nervous. When it's your intuition, you will feel that slight humming in your belly, in whatever part of you. Some people feel intuition in different places. Fear is a whole body reaction. It's really uncomfortable. Um, if you have a scarcity mindset, so when you're feeling insecure and lacking and, and you have that scarcity mindset, it's usually driven by ego because, again, intuition is a complete opposite. It's all about abundance and confidence and fulfillment. There's also judgment. So if your inner voice is speaking in judgment or comparison, again, it's ego because intuition only knows love. It only knows everything that's for your highest good. So I think when it comes down to how to tell the difference, once you recognize what ego feels like, once you recognize what ego looks like, what it sounds like, and I feel like it's almost, it's pretty clear when ego's in because it's that negative self-talk. It, oh, I can't do this ego instantly, or these people aren't going to like me ego because intuition constantly wants you to get out of your comfort zone. It wants you to take those leap of faith. It wants you to start working towards the life that you desire and getting onto that correct life path. When you catch yourself having negative thoughts or when you catch yourself doing things for external gratification, external validation, you start doing things to fit in with the crowd or to be liked by more people, that's your ego talking because intuition, it's confidence, it's that inner knowing of yourself and it needs nothing more. It's completely content within the place that it is. Yeah, I would just say that negative self-talk whenever that's coming up. And in regards when you said before the example of when you're investing in a coach, for example, and you have all these nerves because it's new and exciting, again, it's going to feel like that gentle humming. And you will know when, some, like I said, it's that inner knowing. You will know when something feels right. There is no way on God's earth that there could be anything wrong with investing in yourself and your personal development. It is only going to level you up. It is only going to, you know, work you towards who you're meant to be. So something that's stopping you there is just nerves. It's just, you know, this is new. This is scary. But growth doesn't happen in your comfort zone. Growth is always going to happen in the discomfort. And I always say that we need to get uncomfortable. I mean, get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And it's exactly what we were saying before, where you've just got to take that leap of faith. You've just got to do it. Yeah. yeah. I think like one of the main things I took from that was really that 
uh, the ego feels loud and is like asking and demanding of attention. Whereas the intuition is kind of like quiet and it's not demanding of your attention. It's just there if you want to tune in and listen. And I think like something that really resonated with me was like having the, um, the kind of idea that that loud ego is always very like um, absolute. So it's like, mm-hmm. you're going to fail. Why are you doing this? People are going to judge you versus the intuition if something wasn't right your intuition would never feel like that's stupid don't do that it would feel like maybe there's something else it's all about redirection and allowing you to yeah yeah which I, I, I think is like a really really beautiful way and I think that's why a lot of people say things like meditation and self-care and stuff like that or even if you don't like meditation stopping and deep breathing walks in nature sometimes I mean we're on a podcast right now I love podcasts I listen to a podcast basically every morning but sometimes just going for a walk without anything in your ears and and taking yeah yeah just having that um time to be quiet and still because that's when your intuition can actually come up because you're open to listening um which is really cool. I know um little bit of change of direction here, but I know just from like following you and a few things that you've kind of posted is like a little bit about more, um, I guess like a lot of painful experiences maybe in your past and stuff like that, that you feel like have, have, you know, shaped you and helped you get to where you are. But for someone who has been through trauma, whether it's like little or whether it's, you know, big traumas in their life, or they've just been through really painful experiences. Um, and that could be anything right through to big traumas to, um, starting a business and it failed or trying to, um, you know, they went, went to a party and tried to talk to someone new and felt shut down. Like the little things right through the big things, how can you, what would be your advice on not letting things like trauma and painful experiences actually hold you yourself back from putting yourself back out there and, and knowing that it's okay to try again or, or be seen, I think is really, really important. Sure. So this is the biggest thing that I've had to work on over the last few years. And I feel like it's going to be something personal development. It's, it's a lifelong commitment. You don't just, there's no real finish point. You're just constantly leveling up. And this is a specific area that I'm super passionate about because I've been there. I've, you know, I've been through the trauma and I know a lot of people when they, you know, they see therapists and they see coaches and they see mentors, they think they're working to a place of healed. I don't believe that anybody needs to be healed. Um, everything happens within our life for a reason and to teach us something. The biggest thing with moving past painful experiences so that they don't hold you back is forgiveness. And this can be forgiveness of yourself, of others, of the situation. And it's all about releasing that anger and resentment surrounding the event or the trauma. And there's a lot of, you know, misconceptions about forgiveness, about, you know, that it means that you're giving your power away and that you're weak or um, that it's about the other person, um, which it's completely not. It's all about you. You know, if you forgive someone, that person couldn't give two craps if, if you forgive them or not. It's the only person you're hurting by not letting go is yourself. You know, forgiveness gives you that freedom from having what happened always on your mind, freedom from anger and from fear. It 
completely lightens the load and it brings that peace to your heart and frees you to move forward in the future. And when you are able to forgive, you're no longer defined by your wound and you are essentially rewriting the story that you tell yourself. So one really powerful way to kind of harness this is by taking the time to rethink your story of your painful life experience. So, you know, you can take this time casting yourself as the survivor rather than the victim and really rewiring the way that your mind looks at the situation um, from going, I guess, in that below the line mindset. And that obviously when trauma happens, we don't want to take away from what we've been through. But when you're living in it for so long and it's holding you back is kind of at a point where okay, I really, I don't want this to define me anymore. What can I do to move forward? Labeling yourself as a survivor rather than a victim is so empowering and it can completely change the way that your mind thinks about the experience. And to be sure to focus on the strengths that you realize and the lessons that you actually learn from that experience. The thing with forgiveness as well is, and like I said before, by holding on to these negative experiences, the only person that you're hurting is yourself. And you know, there's a lot of ways that you can begin to let go of these these traumatic experiences and these painful pasts. And sit down firstly by identifying the beliefs that you have around forgiveness because a lot of people think that people don't deserve forgiveness or perhaps something really bad has happened in their life where they're like, I don't ever want to forgive that person. That person has ruined my life forever. They don't deserve my forgiveness They don't, probably not, but you deserve forgiveness. You deserve to be able to move on with your life by not forgiving. They're still holding all of that power over you. So really, I guess, sitting down and upgrading the data in your mind by telling it, um, you know, how you want your life to look, how you want to hear from others and yourself, what type of feelings you want to have, what smells you want, like literally get down to the the senses and get really clear it's all about that visualization again I'm very big on visualization and embodying what you want it's because it works like I said the mind doesn't know the difference between what's real or what's not that's why affirmations are amazing you may feel crazy when you start saying them to yourself but at some point within at the two-week mark at the three-week mark you'll say it and it will click so I guess one of the biggest things is letting go of that past and that I guess trick of being two different people so standing in front of the mirror and this is what I did every single day for six months until it really clicked and I looked myself in the eyes and I said in a strong but loving voice it's over it happened in the past I give yourself permission to let go and to move on And you may start to hear your little voice in your head that says, yeah, but I, and you've just got to interrupt that voice and say, I know you're scared, but I want you to know that you're safe and that we have a life to live now and it's time to let it go. And when you command out loud that you are safe, you are reinforcing the beliefs that you instilled in your subconscious mind. So forgiveness is the biggest thing. Also, Another piece, which I guess will be super helpful for anybody that's gone through a traumatic breakup, um, specifically in this sense, or they've gone through a painful experience and they're still in contact with that person, create physical dif- um, create physical distance between yourself and the trauma if you haven't already. When you I see this with so many people, 
they have really traumatic breakups or friendships end and they still follow them on social media and they still message them when they're drunk out with their friends and they're like, hey, I miss you. No, (laughs) you're sitting in the past and you're staying stuck in that past and you're actually, it's a form of self-sabotage. When, you know, you want to move on and you're like, I want to move on, but I don't know how, but you're actively stopping yourself from being able to move on by following them on social media and, you know, keeping tabs on everything that they do, you're blocking your own and stunting your own growth and development into the future. So forgiveness, creating physical distance and rewriting that story you tell yourself and looking at yourself as the survivor rather than the victim. Mm, I love that you explained um, kind of like rewriting your own narrative and, and how you're perceiving it. But more than that, actually rewriting the narrative of how you view forgiveness and another another area I've seen this like um you know starting to come to the surface is rewriting vulnerability as well and that so many people think vulnerability is weakness and all of these beautiful things that um allow us so much freedom we think actually trap us or make us weak and we avoid them so you know allowing yourself to be vulnerable and allowing yourself to forgive in exactly as you said like when you hold on to anger and resentment at someone whether you're angry at them or whether you've forgiven them if they're not in your life anymore they don't know the difference it's taking up space in your body and your mind and and that's just so not fair and i've had situations with clients before who have gone to, you know, down to tiny little things where someone's cut them off in traffic or their boss has been really mean that day and something's happened and they're really holding on to anger about it or they're feeling frustrated or someone's just been rude to them and they're holding on and it's like, why or how is it fair that someone who's been rude, you're the one left feeling in pain? doesn't make sense it just doesn't make sense so it's not about letting go because you accept the person's behavior it's about letting go because it's not it's not okay for you to take on their negative energy when you've done nothing wrong so I think forgiveness is like knowing that you deserve happiness as well definitely it's all about exactly what you're saying and the piece that you just said on vulnerability those emotions like vulnerability are so beautiful and there is so much strength. And I think this is something that, I mean, I know we're not mental health professionals, but within the mental health industry, vulnerability, it's, and I'm glad that the stigma is being removed a lot more nowadays, but vulnerability is something that takes so much courage and so much strength and being able to open up to people. And I think it's definitely gotten better today, but having vulnerability isn't weak at all. And when you're able to open up, not only are you helping yourself, but more often than not, you're actually helping other people around you because you've perhaps expressed something that you're going through. And then somebody thinks, well, they spoke up about that. That's made me feel really less alone within my own journey. I'm ready to speak up now too, because they did it. And it's almost like that chain effect. And the more we open up, the more we express, the more we're unapologetic about what we're going through and we own it, the chain reaction is going to continue going on and it's just going to be a never-ending cycle of hopefully everybody getting to this place of embracing vulnerability and, um, you know, being open with what they're going through. Mm, Which is just absolutely game-changing for for being on a self-development journey as well. What would be your... Because I think one of the biggest things I see is um, fear of people's opinions or fear of judgment, people pleasing. It's just like 
nine out of 10 of my clients struggle with this. It's just, I've struggled with it in the past. How do you feel that you can let, because I know like I've got the visual in my mind of the girl who's like, yep, all right, I want to invest in a coach. I want to, you know, Tali three, three, four years ago who like wants to invest in everyone like being like, what are you doing? And it's just like that feeling of shame and embarrassment about up leveling and growing. And I don't know where it comes from, but it's almost like, and I hate this. I hate that there is a part of people that are um, scared to seem vain or like they think they're better than others or anything like that. And I'm like, vanity is like, there's, you know, vanity often gets mistaken when it's actually just self-confidence, which I think is so beautiful. But so many people just being scared to be seen, um, scared to fit, scared to grow, because they're scared of how other people will perceive them and how they're going to be judged for that. So what would be your advice for someone of how they can let go of that fear of how other people are perceiving them when they're trying to grow? Firstly, know that whatever, and this is the biggest thing and something that I've had to learn throughout the way is that whatever somebody is projecting onto you is a direct reflection of themselves. Mm. So if somebody is putting you down and I guess, making comments about you investing in yourself, know that it's probably because they want to be doing what you're doing or they've seen a part of you that they wish that they had themselves. And regardless of how, um, I guess, others may think, you are still in complete control of how you decide to react about that situation, which is where it comes to, you know, when you give too much attention to other people's opinions, you're basically telling your true self to fuck off, (laughs) essentially. Um, Because when other people's opinions are more important than your own, you end up actually living your life on their terms, not yours. And yet you're the one who will be left with regret on your deathbed for not having lived a life truly authentic to who you are because you lived life by somebody else's set of rules or you lived somebody else's dream and not your own. So letting go of other people's opinions it's not it's not the easiest thing to do and it's fine to admit that because again it comes back to the external gratification we want everybody to like us we want to please everybody and when that doesn't happen it's such a shock to the system and I think the biggest thing when it comes to this is to know that if you are letting other people's opinions get to you it's usually a sign that you need to invest in a coach (laughs) Because it's a sign of low self-esteem and low self-worth. And that's not your fault. It's, again, everything comes back to bloody conditioning. Like, Yeah, doesn't it? I said conditioning about 20 times so far, but it's because it all comes back to us and it all comes back to conditioning. It's crazy. But yeah, so, and people are always going to have something about you, you know, when you live life on their terms, they will still have opinions about you. When you live life on your own terms, they will still have opinions about you. So knowing that... And really having a knowing that you can't please everybody. Yeah. It's hard. Like I, I'm <laughs> I'm such a fixer and I'm such a people pleaser. And I think that that's a massive reason as to why I got into this industry in the first place is because I want to help everybody all the time. And I want everybody to like me and I want to please everybody. When you are in that mindset, you are setting yourself up for failure. It's not going to happen and you're going to be so severely let down. When you can't do it because it's impossible we can't get everybody to like us you know everyone's vibing different people there's so many different energies about 
And unfortunately, that's just life. It's the hard truth. And the biggest thing that's helped me with my people pleasing is just tough love. And I have to tell myself, Tali, you can't please everybody. You know, they've got their own shit that they're dealing with. For whatever reason, they don't like me. That's not my fault. We're just different people. And they're looking at life through a different a different set of lenses. Mm. Whilst I'm looking through my lenses and in my lenses, they're bright and rosy and they're all happy and I love them, they could be looking at me and be like, oh, that doesn't really align with what I kind of want, which is so fine. It is a lot of tough love with letting go of opinions. And it's just, it's having that self-awareness and calling yourself out on. And I guess sitting down and this is where journaling is so amazing because you really get all that clutter going on in your mind and sitting down and actually asking, okay, well, why are these people's opinions getting to me so much? Why do I actually care about what they think of me? How, you know, is there something that what's triggered this to happen? And a lot of it is going to come down to belief systems. It always does. It always comes down to belief systems and your values. But taking that time and creating that space for yourself to sit down when you get triggered, if somebody doesn't like you or somebody makes a comment or you try so hard to please somebody, you try so hard to get them to like you and they don't talk to you again or they just seem a bit off sitting down with yourself figuring out you know what it is that's triggered you about that how can you better understand why you're getting triggered and this is a journaling prompt for anybody listening understanding you know what's made me triggered what's going on in this current situation around me sitting down and saying okay how can I self-soothe in this situation how can I give myself what this person isn't giving me this person isn't giving you gratification if this person isn't telling you you know maybe you've just had a massive win and they haven't congratulated you and then that um, lack of from that person how can you give that to yourself and really learning to self-soothe and look after you and not needing other people to do that is such a big thing and again I know it's hard. (laughs) This is why coaches exist. This is why therapists exist. This is why psychologists and mentors and psychiatrists, it's why anybody in the field of helping other people is here for because we, you know, we can have all these amazing things that we want to achieve within our life. We know the things that we want to change. We know that we wish that we didn't feed into other people's opinions of us, but actually making that change is what's difficult because you don't always know where to begin. And yeah, that's, that's just where having a coach comes in handy because we're able to actually sit down and really get to the root cause of, because there's always a reason behind. You don't just want people's opinions. You don't just care about what people say. There is usually a deep-rooted belief as to why. Maybe it's that you're not enough. That's a very common belief with us women is that we think we're not enough or we're too much. You think we're too much or that we're not enough or you're too loud or she's too sensitive. She's too... Um, emotional she's too too driven for a woman she's too successful there is too much of anything and then there's not enough oh well then she's not loud enough she's too quiet you know what I mean so there's usually a deep-rooted belief and I feel like always comes back to one of those two too much or not enough and once you start to get to that root cause you can start to flip that belief system and that's where it always comes down to I love how you wrapped that up just then because there was something you said earlier um about how you said that if you're you know going to try please everyone you're setting yourself up to fail and I was like almost wanting to be like can we just like pause and take a little snapshot and for anyone who just listened to Tali say that and skimmed over it 
You are literally setting yourself up to fail. And the reason for that is because you could walk into a room and meet 10 people and be yourself. And one person would walk away saying you were too loud. Someone else would walk away saying you were too quiet. Someone would walk away saying you were nice. Someone would say you were fake. And it's like you're getting (laughs) this huge polarity between. And the reason is you're not any of those things, but you're all of those things. Like you are you are all of those things in those people's versions of reality based on how they're seeing you through their own lens, their own projections, their own experiences, limiting beliefs, understanding views and values. And the reason for that is because someone could have grown up with um, really loving parents. Someone else could have grown up with parents who were always, you know, nasty or on, on edge. And anytime they were nice, it's because they wanted something. So they've then learned that nice equals fake. Being nice means they must want something from me. So it's like all of these experiences like shape and condition, back to conditioning. Shaping events. Yeah, conditioning us to have these kind of like views and perceptions. And then on top of that, we have a different, we all have core values, but the hierarchy of those values is different. So someone will value financial freedom. Someone will value financial security. Someone will crave stability, love, connection, family. And so everyone's got different values. And so if someone has a different value and they see you wanting financial freedom, but their core value is like uh, family, stability, stay at home, and they see you taking risks to get financial abundance. It doesn't make sense to them because their values aren't that. So I just love how you sum that up with like all of that at the end. It's so empowering. I think as well, and what you were just saying about everybody's got different values as well. With our values, we've also got a set of rules that we have for our values. So you could have the same value as somebody, but the actual rules that you've got attached to that value could be very different. So you and I, for example, we could both, you know, at the top of our um our values could be family, but your rules attached to family, the your non-negotiables essentially for that value could be very different to mine. It could be that your rule is that, you know, as family being a core value, that means that every single night you have to have an hour of undisturbed family time. For me, on the other hand, that might not be a rule of mine. So even though we've got those same values, there's different rules attached to them and different um, criteria, I guess. And that always won't line up with somebody, even if you've got the same core value. Sorry, I just wanted to add that in as well. (laughs) I absolutely love that. I've actually never heard of that. And it makes total sense that, yeah, we've all, and, and it's so true. We all have rules attached to our values. What would be your little, like, Before we wrap up, I want to ask you just intuitively a message right now that you would give to any girl listening that just is like wants to grow, wants to up level, but isn't sure where to start. What would just be your little, let's have a Tali pep talk. (laughs) Okay. Um, Tali pep talk. This will get me ready for the days that I'm going to do motivational speaking. Um, (laughs) Know that everything that you dream and desire for yourself, you are so worthy of. You have been put onto this earth for a reason. And anything that you dream, anything that you desire, anything that you can imagine is coming up because it is possible for you. It is within your reach. It is at somewhere on your life path there. You just don't know it yet. And, you know, it's just like one of my coaches says this is, I could never imagine to be an Olympic runner. 
because that's just not on my life path. I will never be an Olympic runner. I'm sure that would be amazing, but it's not on my life path. For me, speaking within women's seminars one day and doing motivational speaking is something that I can envision so clearly because I know that it's on my path. Does that make sense? Yeah. So anything that is meant for you, you can see clearly. Anything that you want for yourself is there because it's in reach. I don't want to be an Olympic runner because I can't be an Olympic runner and that's not on my path. I want to be a motivational speaker for women and to help transform as many women's lives as possible because I know that that's my purpose. I know that that is on my life path and know that whatever you dream or desire for yourself, you have full permission from from us, from the universe, from yourself to go after that and to trust yourself because it has been placed within your mind and been placed within your life and within your reach and within your imagination, within your intuition for a reason. If it wasn't for you, you wouldn't want it. It wouldn't be there for you. I love that. Absolutely love it. All the permission to do whatever, come outside the box, let go of the conditioning, do what's scary, even if it feels right. If someone's listening right there now and they're like, I need Tali in my life, where can they find you? Or what do you have? Like, do you have any projects? Like, can people work with you at the moment? Like, what have you got going on? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. My name is Tali Bell Coaching. Bell with an E, <laughs> my middle name. Um, and yeah, so I've got an amazing eight-week program launching in December, which is so exciting. Um, I, oh, <laughs> It has been in the works and it is going to be fucking phenomenal. phenomenal. So that's going to be launching in December. At the minute, I'm taking a wait list for it as there are very limited spaces. Um, I want to be able to make sure that I can show up as my best self and give my full energy to every single one of you women so you can definitely jump on the wait list for that otherwise I am taking on a couple of one-on-one spaces at the minute um, which again are quite limited as I'm really trying to put all of my energy into this program as well get your name down on the wait list if you like come say hi on my Instagram and we can chat and connect and um, just really get to know each other and hopefully be able to work with each other in the future amazing I love that and I I bloody love that I feel like you're a little star seed like literally and I I know that you feel that but I can feel that within you that I feel that you're meant to be here to shine so much light on women and you are doing such an amazing thing and making so many amazing waves in in this industry and is so very needed so thank you so much for your time today um it's been a pleasure and yeah I'm sure we'll touch base soon thank you for having me